This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz. I'm your host, John Leary, and on this podcast, I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper, and a different pair of guests each week tries to answer them. Joining me this week are two cast members from the soon-to-open production of Belvoir's Holding the Man. This new production comes nearly 20 years after the play's premiere in 2006. Written by Tommy Murphy, the play brings to life the heartfelt and heartbreaking memoir by Timothy Conagrave about his 15-year relationship with John, from falling in love at high school in the late 70s to its devastating conclusion in the early 90s. Welcome to the show, Rebecca Massey and Shannon Elise Kwan. Woohoo! Hi! Hello, you two. Thank you so much for joining me on the quiz. Thanks for having us. Really excited to be here, Johnny. Yeah. How's it going? You're deep in rehearsals at the moment. Tell me about the show. Well, it's very, very elegantly described by you, so I'm just going to ramble a little bit. (laughs) Sure. It's very beautiful. It's got incredible actors in it. It's a beautiful show. It just... It is so amazing to revisit this play after its premiere in 2006. You know, we're in a different place with queerness um, and we're in a different place with AIDS, but it it turns out we're in the same place uh, with love. I have a character who says something like, it has all the emotions. And I think, we, you know, we go from... Um, first love to a little bit of infidelity, spoiler alert, and a sort of like a greater triumph of love. Um, family love, boy love, bit of girl love. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a play about love. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, as I said in the introduction, it, it has a heartbreaking conclusion, which uh, is, uh, I guess, historically accurate in, in, in terms of uh, what was going on for predominantly the the gay community in the uh, through the eighties and the nineties? Yeah, but yeah, but the pl- the play is about more than just that. It, you're right; it's about love. Yeah, and I think also about you know coming to terms with your identity and um, and your queerness, especially in a world that doesn't necessarily know how to handle that. I think because mm. Tommy's play and the memoir itself is such classics now I think revisiting it at a time where you know a lot of people already know where the play ends so yeah finding like how it resonates today is just as important as you know honoring these two men and their mm. love and their lives yeah beautiful yeah well said beautiful yeah, really good yeah darling. yeah now on this podcast I ask my guests if they have a favorite piece of trivia do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Oh, 
can be about anything. The way that my, my brain's just gone... Black hole. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've got a bit of trivia about black holes. Oh, good. That they oh, are yeah. the size... A black hole is the size of a pin. No. Is that something like... Is that just like I made that up? I mean, I believed it. Yeah. So that's yeah, my trivia. Sure. I don't know. Don't... Yeah. And what? It's just that their, their sucking force is so strong that everything just gets yeah. slurped into mm. it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I could have made that up. I like it. Sure, mm. but but say it with confidence, and, yeah. and I'll believe you. Yeah, get your and fact, you know, your fact checkers to check that fact of trivia. Yes, well, I, I mean, I've I've fact checked all the questions in the actual quiz, but but these pieces of trivia I can't do well. Wild I'm cards. not skilled enough to do uh, real time fact checking. So whatever you say, after. you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I have one. No? Well, better than lie, you know, giving a, a, a false fact, I think. I can't and even think of a lie. Oh, yeah, I could think of a lie. It goes <laughs> like this. Black holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if, uh, if you can't think of a lie, even, uh, or, or what might be your favourite piece of trivia, that's okay. We can go straight mm. into the quiz. Yeah. Right. Maybe something will pop up for you okay. during yeah. the quiz. And if it does, you could just chime in. Great. Anytime. Aces. Excellent. Let's do it that way. As you can see, trivia is going to be our... Oh, we're going to be so good. I don't do I trivia things at pubs and stuff. See, I love trivia. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. good. We're, we're well teamed. That's what this is all about. <laughs> yeah. Hit us. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Scottish actress Kelly MacDonald voiced which Disney princess? And there's a bonus point for naming that 2012 film in which she is the protagonist. Mm, Aladdin? No. Brave. It is Brave. <gasps> Very well done. Is it That's Merida from Brave? It is. Bingo. Yeah. Oh, well done. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the only Shannon, Scottish you knew Disney that. movie yeah, that exists, right. right? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even well, know well, I think that it existed. Is. Yeah. Shannon can sing incredibly and dance, so that's why she knows this sort of trivia, yeah. you know. So you you know some Disney princess kind of numbers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you know a, any of the songs from Brave? Are there songs in Brave? There are songs in Brave, but they're, they're sort of more in the... Um, Scottish? Uh, you know, they're, they're not really Disney-ish. Yeah. Because like this was actually a Pixar film, mm. but oh. it was when Disney acquired oh, Pixar. Wow. I wish I did. That would be cute. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Is that in it? That sort of... That's not in it yeah, at all. should be. Can you tell me anything about um, Princess... Mer- How do you pronounce her name? Merida? Merida? Merida. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I'm, I'm less right. <laughs> hey, now, with that attitude, who knows? It's been years since I watched it. Um, yes. What about Merida? She's quite feisty. Indeed. She's quite headstrong. Yes. Oh, I think she's quite tomboyish. So, yeah. So yeah. it was quite a departure for Disney to yeah. have a, you know, quote-unquote princess, one of their princesses, as this, yeah, brave... Well, I mean, the title of the film is Brave. She isn't sure. She doesn't get married yeah. in the or coupled in the, in the story, which that was a first. Mm-hmm. It was the brainchild. The film was the brainchild of original director Brenda Chapman, mm-hmm. and she, Princess Merida. No, I'm saying it wrong. Merida. <laughs> no, Merida. 
Mer- Merida uh, was Pixar's first female lead. And in 2012, the film won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, making Brenda Chapman the first female director to win that award. However, she had been fired and replaced (gasps) with a man during production of the film due to creative disagreements between her and the boss at Pixar, John Lasseter. You oh, got wow. yeah. things hey, to answer for, Pixar. Yeah. That's spurred some feminist trivia. Can I share? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, please do. My daughter was studying uh, the Renaissance and it was just like, oh, you know, this man and then this man and then this man and then Leonardo and then that. And I said to her, like, what are the women doing? What are those women doing? And um, we looked on the um, internet, and the internet said there was this incredible... So this is trivia from the Renaissance. This queen was defending her castle. She was Italian, and they were trying to storm the castle. She said to them, "Uh, you're not coming in. And they said, we we are coming in, and we're going to kill you and your children if you don't let us. And she said, kill them. And she lifted her skirt, she wasn't wearing anything underneath, and said, I have the mould to make more. Wow, yeah. that's isn't that cool. Amazing? That's cool, isn't it? That's a story. That is very cool. Yeah. Wow. Like, why hasn't someone made a movie about her? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, mm. I don't quite have the correct phrase to use for that, uh, for that thing that she did, but, you know, the closest I can come is, like, that's some balls on her yeah. to do that. <laughs> Check those lady balls. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Thank you Mm. for that, Beck. That's a great bit of bonus trivia. Mm. I wish I knew Uh, her name. That would help. But, you know, but that's not like the black hole. It's actual true. Yeah, that Mm. one's not a lie. We know that one. (laughs) Yeah, good. All right. Well, let's jump ahead. You you got that very quickly. I'm very impressed. Um, Question number two. True or false? The year 2000 was a leap year but the year 1900 was not. Uh, as you know, this year is a leap year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you know how to uh, discover if a leap year, is, or if a year is a leap year? February. February's pa- different. February's different. That's how you know. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, you could look at February and, and count the extra day. Yeah. But... <laughs> If you just take the the number of the year... Ooh, is it every 12? Did I make that up? Yep. I did make Um, that up. All right, no worries. (laughs) I'm like, there's the Zodiac, that comes in 12. I think it's every four. It's every four. (laughs) No, yeah, it's every four. four? Yeah, well, there you go. So a year is a leap year if it is evenly divisible by four. So no. Or is that yes? Oh. Sorry, if it's I'm not evenly maths. divisible by four. Excellent. Yeah. So, how's yeah. your maths? Can you do well, 1900? The audience can't see me now, but I'm lifting my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, put it away. <laughs> put away those man balls. <laughs> so, the year 2000, for example, which mm-hmm. was definitely a leap year, okay. is divisible by four. So 2,000 divided by four... Five something or other. 500. Mm-hmm. Did you just say that? Uh, I said five something or other, some zeros. Oh, yeah, very good. 500, that's, mm-hmm. that's good enough. Very good. And 1,900, I'll tell you this, is also 
divisible by four. So the answer and is that, true. That equals four hundred and seventy-five. But oh, there's a but. Yeah, there's a but because oh. we ha- do. You know why we have leap years? I actually don't. How do people Whoa. do this at home? Do you know what I mean with the paper? <laughs> like, how do they do it? Piece of paper. Without your help. No. Do do you you don't know why we have leap years? Something to do with the sun. It is. Yeah, it is something to do with the sun. Well, it's more to do with the Earth. Earth going you know, around the sun. Orbit around the sun. Okay. We have a leap year because a year isn't exactly three hundred and sixty-five. 0.25 days long. Okay. Right. right. Why? Which is what it would need to be to, to have one extra day per four years to work. Right? Oh. But over a period of four centuries, the accumulated error of adding a leap day every four years amounts to about three extra days. Wow. So that would gradually throw out the calendar out of whack with the seasons. So, to correct this, the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar that we use, omits three leap days every 400 years by omitting the 29th of February in the three century years that are not multiples of 400. This is so, some big brain stuff. Right? This, some, like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's Your pretty mouth is kooky. moving because, and it's a noise yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the answer actually is false. Mm. False. Yeah. The, it was uh, a 50-50, wasn't it? I forgot that we were even asked a question whether it was true or false. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Let me do that again. The answer actually is true. Ah. The year 2000... <sighs> Was a leap year, but the year 1900 was not. Was not. Was not. So true. Yeah. So true. Cool. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. Did you get page. that right? Do we count that one? I, I think, think I said both one. answers at different times. So See, I, I call that a win. I reckon Shannon it's got perfectly that right. Acceptable. I think yeah. she really got that right. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> All right. Question number three. If standing on the Spanish steps... Which European capital city would you be in? Very good. Beck Massey doesn't even wait till the end of the question. Yeah. Wow. I was really scared that Shannon was going to get it and then I was just... I just elbowed her out of the way and... uh, I'm bleeding now. God, like, why are we not there now? (sighs) On those steps. Yeah. (laughs) Having a coffee. Uh, Do you know why they're called Spanish steps? Um, Because they were made by... A Spanish architect. Oh, that—that that is a really good guess. It's incorrect, oh, but it's—but it's a good guess. Thanks um, for your encouraging tone. They, <laughs> they were. I—I'm pretty sure the architects were either Italian or German. Mm-hmm. But the the stairway was built in 1725 to link the uh, Trinita dei Monti church, which is at the top which is actually a French church and that area still belongs to the French state. Wow. Really, in the middle of Rome. But it links th- that, that church, to the Spanish embassy, to oh. the Spanish embassy to the Holy See in the Palazzo Mandalsecchi mm, at the bottom. Secchi. Wow. So, yeah, wow. that's why they're called the Spanish Steps. Okay. Excellent. 
How do they, they own that? Even though they're in Rome. Church. That's so yeah. interesting. Yes. I thought churches were owned by the church. They're, well, they're owned by God. Biggest property owner. They're owned, owned by, by God. God. <laughs> God. Definitely goes through right. my head. But, you know, I'm <laughs> no, learning. Not, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. There you go. I can't wait for the next There's one. There's a little bit of trivia. <laughs> I'm nailing it now. You are. I've got the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. All right, question number four. Where in the human body is the smallest skeletal muscle? It's got to be the foot. Oh, interesting. It's not by that it's reaction. Not. You can tell by the tone of my voice. Yes. Smallest skeletal muscle. Should we yeah. look at a chicken? Muscle. Like imagine a imagine a chicken because they have small muscles. Is that what well? You're no, but like I'm just trying to think of like all of that muscle muscle structure. Like when you pull apart a chicken. Hold on, what's a oh. skeletal muscle? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I'm a little confused. Yeah. Because I always thought that one of the things that defined skeletal muscles was that they are voluntary muscles. So they're the muscles that. We move consciously, right? Right. As opposed to the other type of muscles, which is involuntary muscles. Reflexive. Like the heart and, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that control our uh, digestive system, things like that. Mm. But this one, this muscle... Little muscle. ...is an exception to that rule. So Um. it it is barely longer than a millimetre... Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what it's sweet. called. It's called the stapedius, stapedius, S-T-A-P-E-D-I-U-S. Stapedius. Is that a clue? Oh, yeah. It's not really. Oh, okay. I mean, unless you know what the stapes is. Um, Your stapes. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this does work or move mm. involuntary as part of a, a reflex uh, situation. Is it appendix? Anything to do with appendix? What? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. What? Appendix? Anything to do with appendix? Oh, I still can't hear you. Oh. Which is, which is ironic, when talking about this. <gasps> it's ear. the ear. It's in the ear. Yeah. In the ear. What Am does I it do? in your ear? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Now. I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. Read? I don't know why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is in the ear. What were you saying? I said appendix. The appendix. Oh, no. Which is quite large. Yeah. And not in the ear. Compared to do? the stapedius. What does it do, what does it Johnny? Do? It, it contracts as part of the acoustic reflex, which controls the amplitude of sound waves from the general external environment to mm. the inner ear. Oh. So wow. when something's really loud, for example, suddenly loud, it will contract and pull away, you know, the little horseshoe or the little stirrup uh, bone, which is the smallest bone in the body. Hmm. It pulls it away from effectively your eardrum mm-hmm. so that it is protected, so that your hearing is protected. So, tiny little you know, protector. Wow. Yeah, so you know when there's like a really loud bang and you hear it followed by, like, you hear Ringing. a microsecond of it followed by silence <gasps> that's your stapedius doing its Shrinking job up. Wow. that's so yeah. clever aren't we clever isn't it clever it's just amazing yeah. that more doesn't go wrong that's yeah. what I think yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean like, it is there's so many bits to so us so many that clever just, clever just bits just walking yeah. around I'm very grateful <laughs> walking around yeah. yeah 
All right. Very well done. You got there. Question mm. number five. <laughs> yeah, you did. Kind. You definitely did. You're very kind. <laughs> kind, Johnny. Question Dewey. number five. Name Australia's shadow treasurer. Asshole. Any idea of this? How's your poli- politics? No? Was that just a no? I'm not going to. That was to. an asshole. I said. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No. Sorry. He's the member for Hume, Hume? in New South Wales since uh, 2013. Honourable. He was a minister in the, in the <laughs> uh, uh, Morrison. And the Turnbull governments. Wow, so really knows how to add up. A.T. are his initials. Taylor. Andrew Taylor. Taylor is his surname. And his first name is a type of bull. Oh. A type of bull? Bull. Or, or cow, you know, steak. Cow. Cattle. It's Angus. actually Angus. also Angus. Angus. Angus is the right Taylor. one. Yeah. Well Angus done. Taylor. Angus Taylor. Angus Taylor. Very well done. Keeping That's, his head uh, below the parapet, obviously, yeah. out of yeah. our reach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to take a very quick little break. We'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Rebecca Massey and Shannon Elise Kwan. And we are up to question number six. Woo! Yeah! What anise-flavoured spirit is distilled from wormwood? Anise. Oh, ouzo? What would you say, ouzo? Oh, no, that's that's, that's a good guess. It's Um, incorrect. Jägermeister. You've got the right flavours, but you're... um, You're wrong. You're actually both wrong. These are not made... These are not distilled from wormwood. Wormwood? What's wormwood? A A wood? Wormwood is like a a particular herb, I think, or plant. It's quite... When would kind I drink this? Yeah. When would I? What sort of restaurant am I in? In you, you, you drink this uh, in the the Belle Epoque. Oh, is that the green one that makes you have hallucinogenic? Exactly right. Absinthe. What's that called? Absinthe. 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 Ah. Yeah. I've never had Very it. Very well done. No, I don't think no, I have No, I've never either. had it either. Let's have a party. And, you know, yeah. yeah, let's. Have, Absinthe party. (laughs) Another bit of trivia. That's what the Masseys used to. Ken and Elaine used to come home at one o'clock in the morning and turn on the lights and say to us girls who were asleep, "Let's have a party," and then turn the lights back off once we're jumping on our beds. (laughs) They just like to see us jump on our bed. Bit of joy. Yeah, just a grab of joy. Look at our girls. Yeah, that's sweet. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. Let's have a party. Good. Very well done. My goodness. That one was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Just had to dig it out a little bit. Teamwork is what we needed. 
Yeah, we got it. Question number seven. The Duke of Wellington defeated whom in the Battle of Waterloo in 1815? Napoleon. Very well done. Straight out. No, well done. Napoleon who? Napoleon who, Beck? Bonaparte. Yeah, very well. I was just testing. Just oh, seeing yeah. if you... Well, I don't... Yeah. Oh, wow. God, it's so good when your little Straxus mm. bone pops yeah. something out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it pulls the bone apart. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is really good. Oh, oh my God, the bone apart. Oh. All right. Question number eight. Prior to Alex Dimonor, who was the last Australian tennis player ranked in the ATP men's top ten for singles? That sounds like a dating a dating Leighton thing. Leighton Hewitt. Yeah, the guy married it to was. the lady. <laughs> it was Leighton was Hewitt. It? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only. Was other... that just as the the only one that you could yeah. think of? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bingo. God. Yeah. Trust your gut, hey? Yeah, that's that's exactly what this (laughs) podcast is all about. It's about, it's almost about word association most of the time. Yeah. Let's do some of that. Can we, if we get time, should we just do a bit of word association? Sure. What? That's good. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. All right. Uh, Do you know what Leighton Hewitt's highest rank was? Yeah. Three. I don't know. Was oh, it? He, he was number one. Oh, oh number one. Was he? Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Really good. Yeah. And at the time, he was the youngest man to oh, reach wow. number one. And how old was uh, he? At the age of 20. He was a little wow. over 20 years old. That's a baby. It's very hard yeah. to be that good at tennis. Hard to be that it, good it at is. anything at 20. Yeah. God. <laughs> that's true. I think yeah. that's, though, when you're the best at everything and then after that... Where do you go? You think what now? (laughs) Well, I think that that when you're 20s probably is when you're the best at a lot of things. And then after that, you just start wheeling out your sad old jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. How old are you, Shannon, if if that's not too... uh, How um, dare you? you I just turned 30 a couple of months ago. But how good do I look? Well, you look great. I I would have guessed... you can tell me. I would have said barely 20. In, <gasps> you know, wow. you could be number one in the world at mm. 10 at years ago. Something. At tennis. At something. Yeah. yeah. Specifically tennis. tennis. I am the best in the world at something. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. We're nearly there. Oh, wow. wow we're Which, Yeah. And th- this is another 50-50. So okay. here we go. Which video game came first? Mm-hmm. Pac-Man or Space Invaders? Space Invaders. Oh, hang on. Absolutely. No no space. hesitation. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that what How, she said. Do, do you know what year Space Invaders came out? No. <laughs> Just, you were very sure. Yeah. 1979. Oh, you're one off. 78. Very well done. Wow. Yeah. And what about Pac-Man? Yeah. 82. No. Mm. Later? Black Hole. Earlier. Earlier. Yeah. 80. 1980 is the right answer. Very well done. I was really wow. confident in that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where where that knowledge came from, but I I did just know that. Good on you for just knowing yeah. that. That, that is yeah. cool. That's cool. It was, Pac-Man Weird. It was invented or created in Japan, and it was originally hmm. called Puck-Man. Oh. 
Like those pucks. Because he's shaped like a puck. Because that's what it is. Because he's dick, uh, shaped like dick, a little puck, dick. I think. Yeah. Why'd they and change I'm, it? That's really cute. I, I think it might have been because puck is very easily uh, oh. turned oh. into another word. Yeah, cheeky another word. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. An, an, yeah. Cheeky little word. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. That's just an assumption that I've made. I, it might not be true. That feels quite on the money, though. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks. All right, we are up to the final question. Final. Are you ready? Question number 10. Yeah. Russet, buff, and sienna are mm-hmm. shades of which colour? Brown slash beige. Brown. 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 Yeah. Brown. Very well done. Brown. Brown. Do you know, can you describe... Uh, can you describe those colours? Russet is kind of reddish brown. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Then we had... What was the next one? Uh, russet buff and sienna. Buff, buff is like uh, a very almost cr- a cream beige. Yeah, nice. Beige. Buff. Wh- and <laughs> or do you know, skin colour. Do you know where it, gets its, uh, where it gets its name? From a, um, a chamois used to buff something. Well, yeah, it, it got its name from the colour of buffed leather. Mm. So, yeah, the result mm. of, of buffing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And what about Sienna? Do you know why? Or, or can you describe that Sienna colour? Tango Xerox Xerox. Um, Sienna. Um, I don't actually know. I don't even know Sienna as a colour. Si- yeah. You've gone off the other two, which you know very well. Mm. Mm. Mm, very Sienna. well. Sienna. Sienna is an earth pigment, with, which takes its name from the Italian city where it was produced during the Renaissance. Oh. In its natural state, it is yellowish brown and called mm. raw sienna. Ah. But, but when it's heated, it becomes a reddish brown and is called what? Just Baked sienna. sienna. Burnt oh. sienna. Burnt. Burnt. God. Burnt sienna, baked. Burnt, baked. <laughs> a baked sienna isn't that a uh, that's a pasta a dish, dessert? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah dessert. Baked sienna. <laughs> oh, delicious. Excellent. Well, mm. my goodness, Rebecca Massey, Shannon, a genius, Shannon Elise Kwan. It has been so nice having you on the podcast, doing the oh, quiz. Oh, thanks for having us. It's been oh, so my, fun. My absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Is this what your dinner um, dinner? Dinner tables like Johnny, like full of facts oh yeah, absolutely and every repartee. every night of the week we yeah you know, <laughs> yeah I put I put together a quiz every every night of the week and we just yeah. chat about stuff yeah. random bits yeah. of trivia but holding the man previews begin for holding the man at Belvoir on the 9th of uh, March opening on the 13th and running until the 14th of April. Yes, please come. So yeah. excellent. It's a really beautiful show. It's also really fun and really funny. Great. It's not all, you know, it's all, not all doom heartbreak and, gloom. and doom and gloom. Yeah, the yeah. first act especially. Yeah. We laugh and we laugh. We laugh. It's very playful. Good. Yeah. I yeah. so wish yeah. I could get up to see it. I feel I like I, I mayn't get up to Sydney in that time, but I wish I could. Well, look, I tell you the thing, the one thing this play does sort of affirm is how short is life? Mm. Come, come, come. Okay. Don't if you don't want to. <laughs> no, I absolutely would love to, but I no, just don't No, come to the show. Yes. No. Thank you so much, both so much. 
I'm so Thank sorry. You. Bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a joy. Bye. It's been, it's been very nice to chat. Very nice to see you back, especially back. Sorry, Shannon. I, I, I don't. You no, don't. I, I'm you sure know, you're a very nice person. Hey, you don't know that for sure. And we all <laughs> play favourites. She so. is. Sure. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye, darling. Bye. That's it for another episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my guests today, Rebecca Massey and Shannon Elise Kwan. They are soon to appear in Holding the Man at Belvoir Street Theatre. And as you just heard Beck say, one of the lessons of the play is that life is short, so you should get along and enjoy it. For those who want to know, the Renaissance woman who lifted her skirts at her attackers was Katerina Sforza, who led an extraordinary life and remarked at the end of it, if I could write everything that happened, I would shock the world. As always, the questions in this quiz are written by the stupendous Cindy MacDonald, and my thanks go to her. This episode was recorded on the land belonging to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation with Shannon and Beck calling in from the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge their traditions of sharing knowledge and stories for millennia on this land. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.